Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. And Jim is up north searching for some snow that he loves and misses so much and uh, researching content for future I Work For Him shows. So uh, we look forward to, uh, to having Jim back here really soon. So on this show, we have a different approach to looking at the way you and I think about our faith today, and uh, we're talking about that very faith today with Somebody Cares Tampa Bay uh, director, founder, president, Dr. Daniel Bernard. It's good to have you here. Great to be here. Hey, it's um, the, great to have you on the show today. Our paths cross uh, occasionally, but not often enough. And uh, so this is going to be a great opportunity for me to uh, to actually get caught up to date on what you folks are doing and uh, the great work um, that you have. So let's, um, let's start the way Jim always starts, and that is um, to talk about somebody cares Tampa Bay um, and... Ask beginning with the question, what is Jesus Christ doing in your life um, today? Well, today, uh, the the greatest concern for me is um, uh, what God has impressed upon my heart is uh, to to really and uh, raise the ante as far as uh, mobilizing mobilizing the church to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
um, when I when I see the the, the the terrorists and so forth that's going on in Paris, what happened yesterday, and so forth, I I, I think you know that's what the devil is doing. He's taking taking people out. I think about that concert, that death metal concert, and so forth. That uh, those a thousand plus people were in. I thought, how many of those possibly could have been Christian? Probably <laughs> little or none. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just thinking, you know what we. You know, we're we got to get out there with our weapons of warfare, and we need to uh, fight the good fight and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ because Satan's intent is to take as many people out as quickly as possible in these last days. So uh, that's really what's God's God's put in my heart, and is um, of course uh, getting getting churches to proclaim the gospel. And I think, Rick, quite frankly, it's one of the reasons why we've learned to be inviters to our church programs. We've been learned to be marketers. But we're not. We've we've stopped being proclaimers of the gospel, and I'm talking about across the board for churches. And I'm just uh, that's really. Uh, and I think because of that, um, you know, our reticence has uh, brought about I think a, a spiritual uh, spiral downward uh, for our nation, and and that's what I what God's put on my heart. So it's not as much as we see these signs across the world. We got them right here in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and you're uh, you've been addressing how many years now? 20, coming in 2016, it's going to be uh, uh, 20 years. Well, we're going to, uh, we're going to look forward to, uh, to hearing how God laid that initial, um, well, I guess, calling um, on your life. And uh, we'll, uh, in the second segment, we'll, uh, we'll get a chance to do that. But, um, Daniel, uh, today is what we call here uh, the, uh, the roundtable day. So if you have a question for Daniel, you have a question uh, or maybe it's a comment about our discussion, p- please feel free to call us. That number is 877-943-9673. Again, that's 877-943-9673. Seven three, and so uh, we look forward to to hearing more about that, uh, Daniel. But twenty years, two decades is a long time. How do you keep that enthusiasm? And I know you do, each and every day. How does how do you how do you get out of bed every morning, and just be excited about this incredible ministry that you have? Well, I, I you know the. Um, it obviously comes that from that personal relationship with with the Lord, and and it's not easy to keep that personal enthusiasm going. Um, but I, I think that um, w- when we're when we're looking at some of the things that we're doing, and and of course the enemy would like to uh, minimize whatever we're doing, and uh, but when we really realize that um, you know that our efforts when we started here we became by by faith missionaries. Uh, no income, no backing necessarily. We just <laughs> with a vision to see churches come together and work together, and uh, and knowing what God has done is that you know it's uh, uh you, you know we're not the all in all and all that sort of thing, but you know what God has done uh, through us and as we just work co- collectively together with the rest of the body of Christ is is pretty impactful, and that's what's really encouraging. I'm here with uh, Dr. Daniel Bernard. He's, uh, he's been on this broadcast uh, in the past or some parts of uh, Salem Communication, and uh, so many of you know him, but we're going to look a little deeper today and uh, get uh, a little bit more of his story. And uh, we want to thank our show sponsors, people like Luke, Dave, and Randy at Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. 
Also, thanks to Most Insurance for auto, home, life, and small business insurance. You can find them at mostins.com. And I'm filling in for Jim Brangenberg. And thanks for listening, Tampa Bay, and as Jim likes to say, from around the world. And um, so we are are so appreciative uh, of uh, you being here, Daniel. Tell us a little bit more about where this calling came from in, uh, in your life here. Well, um, actually, I, was, I had been coming back from, uh, we were missionaries in Nigeria, and literally I was um, uh, sharing here locally in a local church about our mission experience, and as I was waiting to get up to speak, um, the Lord impressed upon my heart um, the, the story that you find in, in Judges in the third chapter about Ehud, the left-handed guy, the deliverer who slew the, fic, big, the, fat, the fat king, and um um, and, 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 and the Lord just pressed upon me to find out, to look in, into the meaning of the name Ehud. And, um, and, the, and the, main, the name means union. And the Lord spoke to him and said, union or unity was the deliverer for his city, which was at that time Jericho. And he said, unity is a deliverer for your city. And I thought, well, what is my city? And I was born and raised in Clearwater. And... Um, and we were here just, we had a burden for Clearwater because of many reasons. One, you know, because of the Scientology and everything. And uh, I said, well, if I, well, if I had any kind of uh, uh, sense of what my city was, it would be my hometown, Clearwater. And so we sensed that, that the God was saying for us to come back and bring churches together to work across racial and denominational lines to impact our, our community for Christ. And, and so that was the inspiration. We went back to, uh, you know, our... Our base back there was Texas. We put our property up for sale, sold in two weeks, and we threw everything uh, with my, at that time, five children, threw everything in a U-Haul and showed up in Tampa Bay. <laughs> so the, to someone that is at a traffic light right now, sitting in the uh, traffic after school, and they're hearing you share this story, was this a just a loud voice you heard or was it that quiet steering in your no, it was your, just your yeah being? it was it was just this prompting and i and like all of a sudden this thought came into me and just said i know i was familiar with the story obviously yeah, right but look at what the name look at what the name ehud means and i just like so I, my wife had one of those bibles that has all the hebrew names and what they mean and so forth and i looked looked it up and i literally looked and i saw that and I said, wow. When I, so when I get up, I spoke briefly about my work in Nigeria and then turned right around and said, this is what God's saying for the Tampa Bay area. And, uh, and so it was pretty phenomenal. And I literally that, I, we were leaving the next morning to go back to Texas. I got on the phone and started calling pastors and sharing what the God had just shared with me. I didn't know any of these pastors. I mean, literally, I'm opening up the phone book and calling churches right then saying, this is what God's saying. So as you're experiencing this for yourself, it seems to me that obedience had to be foremost in your life at, at that moment. And, and so what would you say to uh, those that are out there in their cars at that traffic light and, and they're, uh, they're saying, really, you, you just, you were that obedient. What would you say to them about being obedient to the things that God is saying perhaps in their lives? Well, I, I you know, I, I can tell you that it's just a matter of, um, it's a gift of faith, I guess, but, you know, it, and of course, the ability to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. 
uh, and that's born out of years of just walking with the Lord. Uh, but I, I felt like it was very, very clear in an unction that that God uh, was to say, you know, go do this. And uh, uh, we were waiting on the Lord. And, uh, and in fact, we had been waiting actually six weeks. We, My wife, her family is from Daytona Beach. So we were in Florida for six weeks just waiting on God. We had a burden for, for it to come back and so forth. And, you know, after we'd been absent for over 20 years, but we hadn't had a, a real word from God. And um, when that happened, I just said, wow, I just, something quickened in me just said, this is it. And, um, and we can begin to just follow that. So he didn't give you the complete roadmap on how this was going to happen. Oh, there's no, I had no idea. All, all he had was this responsibility yeah. that he had laid on your heart at that very moment. It's, it's kind of like, um, Moses, you know, we're just, uh, we've never gone this way before. We're just following the cloud. So, well, you know, I think that that really is key for anyone that's listening. Those who are in ministry, and we all should be in some form of ministry. We don't have to be in the pastorate. Uh, so, uh, as they're listening to this, that we need to, we just need to walk hand in hand with a Lord if we have this faith. I think the key with everybody wants to have it all figured out ahead of time, and, and that's usually not how the Lord works. He gives you enough to make a decision, yeah. because, and, and then once you commit to that, uh, it's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you've you know, got the sliding glass doors, but you got to get right up to that door before those doors are open, right? And so that's kind of how it is in our yeah. faith. we got to get right up there, you know, committed to, to walking through, and then God opens the doors, and we say, oh, here we go. You know, that's how, that's how God works, I think. And I think that's, you, you talked about God saying you need to, to identify what does the name mean, and you were talking about Moses. And I'm just reminded as you're saying that, that the Bible is full of character stories, but those stories are not exceptions. Those are examples for each and every one of us to follow. You, so God laid this on your heart, and... Tell us what this ministry is all about. Well, it started out, you know, just it, mainly it's about our, our mission statement is to unify and mobilize the body of Christ as a caring community to transform Tampa Bay. Uh, and and so we start out, um, and it's a long, long history, but we start out, first of all, just mobilizing in prayer. Uh, we did something called the Year of Answered Prayer. And remember, we don't have any money. And I'm, I'm telling all these pastors that have got, got gathered together, and within six months' time, we had 126 pastors who were signing a covenant of unity at Channel 22 Studios. And uh, from there, we, we're casting this vision of what, what it would look like if we could mobilize the church to where the churches would adopt square geographical areas called prayer squares and begin to, and we, we declared it the year of answered prayer. And uh, so we talked about what it would look like if we had billboards and yard signs and bumper stickers and door hangers and saying, year of answered prayer, need prayer. And so literally with, with zero money, you know, the first four years of Somebody Cares, we didn't even have a salary for me. Wait, we you, you were, you've been a tent maker along the way here, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've been raising your own funds to do what God has called you to do. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, <clears throat> so we did the year of answered prayer, and it was uh, phenomenal. I mean, we had the billboards. We had twenty billboards, and had all these uh, prayer boxes and businesses, and all, all you know, all across Tampa Bay. Ultimately, what happened was that, unknownst to us, is that that same year as the the Billy Graham crusade was coming in, and uh, and we basically had a. Um, 
across the greater Tampa Bay area, the, the Tampa Bay area being covered in prayer leading up to that Billy Graham crusade and ended up utilizing that for, for many things within that crusade. And some people even think that I, that I was a part of bringing in the Billy Graham crusade and I wasn't even on the committee, any committee at all, but uh, because of the, because of what had happened. So are you telling me that not only is God sovereign today on December 3rd, but he was sovereign back then when you were, when, when, when these efforts were being put together? Absolutely. It's, um, it was really something else to see. So, uh, especially when you look at we had we had zero funding, and all this happened. Um, the the next year took place where the, the the Tampa Bay at that time Devil Rays called us and asked if we would do if we'd like to do a Christian event at their stadium. And I'm thinking, well, they saw the billboards and the yard signs and everything. And they said, no, um, you know, we're just putting our finger through the phone book. We came to the name Somebody Cares, and we decided to call you. And I said, it was crazy. Whoa. So, yeah, so it was unbelievable. So then, so we had the first Raise the Roof event, which is an evangelistic concert at, at Tropicana Field. And the first event, oh, we only had, we had Rebecca St. James, this group called the W's, who had this one-hit wonder thing, and and the Veggie Tales. And we had over 16,000 people show up. Well, for, it was the Veggie Tales. Was the, that was it. It must have been the Veggie Tales. It was the big Now, draw. the next year, we had Michael W. Smith, and we had over 17,000 people. And um, but we had a we had a business owner, uh, Bill Wolf of Midway Services. Yeah, he sure. stepped up to the plate and uh, helped us get this done. And uh, so for you know for the next ten plus years, we did an annual evangelistic concert. That's how many people come to Christ um, there at the various venues, Tropicana Field, the, what is now the Amelie Forum, uh, Coachman Park down there, and so on. So. In your vision statement that you shared, you talk about transforming and unifying the community. And uh, so how have you seen God at work in in doing just that? Is there a a particular example that you have where you have just seen the community transformed and unified? Because you're you're really committed to reaching out to, to those of poverty, correct? Right. You know, we, we, um, you know, one of the things that we've done is that we've helped establish six different uh, distribution points across Tampa Bay where we're bringing in uh, every month 18 wheelers. And we just raised these up and turned it over to these ministries. And, um, and, uh, and it was, again, another businessman who gave us the, the kind of the, a template on how to get that done. Where it, so it was just really amazing. And so, um, uh, so those are things that are happening that most people don't even know that is taking place. Is that 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 kind of food distribution where we're again facilitating and empowering local churches and ministries to really uh, reach out to those who are, are in need. So, has it been a struggle for you to get these differing organizations to work together? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, as, as my friend Dr. Terry Teckle said, you know, it's uh getting pastors together is like herding cats so it's uh it's it's very difficult that's why uh ephesians tells us to strive for the unity so there's some there's some work to be done and it's constant you know so um and and yet uh, we know that what jesus uh one of the actually the things in the book the church at its best is that the church at its best when it's working together in unity and and jesus uh we mentioned that uh you know it's not optional um, John seventeen twenty one, where Jesus said, you know, that we he we would be one as he and the Father one, so the Father, so that the world would know that the Father had sent him, and so 
quite frankly, is that we'll get a greater revelation of who Jesus is on the earth when the churches are working together in love and humility. And so when we're not doing that, then what we're doing is hindering the revelation of Christ on the earth. So that's, to me, that's a, that means that it's not optional, guys. And, and yet we often treat it as optional because in, in the United States, we're, we're so easy to be independent and um, you know, self, self-serving. Yeah, I mean, Jesus spoke that. I mean, I believe that that was his big idea, which is the kingdom of God is near. And that uh, that kingdom of God, or in Matthew talking about the kingdom of, of heaven, is is not something that's just necessarily in the future, but it's it's Christ's reign right here on, uh, in, on earth. If we have committed our lives to him, then we have that. We have that kingdom within us right now, and uh, but uh, as an executive pastor for a number of years in Colorado, Daniel, I, I get the herding cats, and uh, <laughs> because we all have our our local community mm-hmm. that we care about, and mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, some, un- unfortunately, uh, have a kind of this prioritary uh, feeling about their congregation, their church, and so um, my goodness, what you have done is. Uh, Absolutely incredible. We've been talking to Dr. Daniel Bernard, president and founder of Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, about his ministry, Somebody Cares Tampa Bay. What? How how is that possible, right? (laughs) And and, uh, so let's get uh, right back into it. So we were talking about the challenges of, uh, of, of getting everyone united. Uh, for the the purpose of the kingdom and preparing not only uh, individuals for their uh, eternity, but right here in Tampa Bay and serving each other. So your your website says that you get churches, business, and ministry to all work together to solve these issues of poverty. And um, how do you get the business people involved, Daniel? Well, uh, you know, a lot of the businesses, they're, they're out there and they're looking for a way to get their, uh, get their employees involved in something where uh, that's meaningful and significant. Um, and, and, and yet for those who are Christian entrepreneurs are looking for something that would be Christ-centered. And so uh, something like CareFest is, is perfect because what we're doing is actually we're make, becoming relevant as a church to our cities because we're getting those uh, uh, people who are in violation of city code and those who are elderly, disabled, even single moms. And we're getting those uh, those uh, projects, if you will, of their homes to, to, be, to be done, get them up to code. And we evaluate them and then look at how we can uh, then get the materials and mobilize the volunteers to go out and to do those homes. And those are coming not only from churches, but also uh, employers who are looking at, well, this would be a great expression of how we can be, you know, Jesus with skin on and we'll go out there and actually uh, love on somebody and, and help them who are, who are who can't help themselves. And and, and so it, it's a quick and, and, and really, quite frankly, it's a, an easy buy-in, something that uh, I find that a lot of business want to do. So CareFest is in September, mm-hmm. right? And having participated in that event before it's a great opportunity for a business to do something uh as an entity where they can just get five ten twenty five and or, or they could take on a, more than one project yes right? they sure can um you know we had uh, ron may with wells fargo's advisors they 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 did uh, other projects outside of uh you know carefest day so we call it care being a, a caretagious uh company where you're trying to build that culture of caring 
uh, contagious. What is that? That means when 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 caring becomes contagious, you become caretagious. So there you go. And uh, so did, we're, did you create that? Uh, uh, you know, God just dropped it in my head one day, and I saw what I went with. Oh, it. don't blame God. Don't blame God. Yeah, that's great. But so so they're one, and Jay Fechtel and Fechtel Homes, and you know they're another, and so forth. So, uh, but we're you know really promoting uh, that on a, on an ongoing basis. Uh, but sure, the big day we're trying to make the big impact. We're seeing the churches come together uh, you know, throughout, throughout the three county area, where we actually uh, did over 400 homes with over 4,000 volunteers, uh, and so that's a huge Herculean, uh, you know, event. And uh, knowing that you know we're only staffed with two people in our office to do all that is is really incredible, and that's really a testimony to the the the, the various people uh, throughout the Tampa area in their communities who've caught the vision to see Christ exalted in our cities, and um, and and as we work together to do that, so it's been powerful. And and that's really the the, the key to it is those who catch the vision. It's a kingdom vision that which that Christ would call us to do in serving those most in need, the least of us. Is there is there a story that you can kind of just share that gives uh, folks a, a, an idea of how you've changed someone's life, perhaps gave them the hope um, in in a particular, and I'm sure there are, there are hundreds and hundreds of stories over uh, of over the years. But is there someone that sort of g- captured your your heart as you know? You get those little cards or notes afterwards that where somebody's life was changed and you gave them hope. Or yeah, there's there there are so many of them. One just real quickly that comes to mind, which I um, actually was a, a, a group out of uh, First Baptist Church of Temple Terrace, and there. Um, there, it was their international um, Sunday school group mm-hmm. was out doing a home, and they have some y- young guys uh, who are who are doing this home, and, and 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 you know the evaluation said it was going to take four or five hours. Well, it was taking them almost a complete day, and so they were pretty wiped out. And and yet the neighbor comes across and knows that they had done it for free, you know, and says, oh, you know, and she tells her story and how she's. Uh, you know, needs the help, and she doesn't have anybody to pay for the things that she needs done. And she yeah. asked them if they would, would they would you guys do my home? And it's getting late in the day and so forth. And they thought, you know, what are you going to do here? You know, <laughs> and and they they end up they they went ahead and continued on and did her home, and uh, ended up actually uh, bringing her to Christ that day. Wow! Because you know, she she was just impacted, you know. Uh, of course, that these guys were here doing it, went the extra mile, could have came back another day, but they were there, went ahead and did it, and then, um, you know, couldn't believe they weren't going to take something for and, their and, effort. You yeah, know? and in their tired state, they went above and beyond and were Christ, as Jim says at the, at the beginning of each and every show. We may be the only Jesus Christ that anybody ever sees That's right. or meets. That's right. And so these, I mean, that's just one. There's, there's many, mm-hmm. many stories that go on as a course. And that's the, you know, we, whether it be with our city or with individuals, we really earn the right to be heard, the, the right to speak into the life of our city, uh, you know, by, by you know, taking up the towel. As Doug Stringer said, we're not going to win it by, by our titles, but through the towel, taking up the towel and serving others. And that's where we gain authority in people's lives, by, by doing it just like Jesus did. 
And so that's very powerful. And by the way, you know, in the book, the the uh, the church at its best. In there, I put thirty three reasons why the church needs the poor. That's a different twist on that, right? <laughs> and then also, there's seventy seven ways for your for your business to minister. In, in the book. So, you know, as we're talking about, I work for him, uh, that, that really fits, fits the bill right there. Isn't it interesting, 33 ways why we need the poor. And the fact is that we have someone right now who is feeling helpless, has no hope. And, and yet that very individual is being called on to help someone else as well. And we we know from the word that by helping others we help ourselves. And and uh, yet you gave seventy seven reasons how we can respond to it. Is that right? Yeah, seventy seven ways that you can minister uh, through others. your through your yeah. business. You yeah. know. Yeah. And um, so it's it's very practical. Uh, so if you're looking at ways and you know not just to wait for a big project to do, but maybe on an ongoing basis in your business, these there's some great ways that you can do that uh, there in the book. And one of those is the minister. I love the def- definition of ministry, which is um, to serve others where they are at right now using the unlimited resources of God. And uh, that's what you folks do best. And you do it uh, throughout the year, not just on CareFest Day uh, or being caretagious, but tell us, because I know each spring you have your big fundraiser so that you can do all the things that you do yeah ever you know we obviously try to carry on the work and by the way is that um you know i've always been promoting uh being uh, being a marketplace minister and now i'm i and i've challenged uh, churches and so forth to honor to set apart the businesses and to you know as ministers in the marketplace uh, but now i am one i you know my wife and i we don't take a salary at somebody cares team of bay because the lord gave us a business and through that business we were able to create our own salaries and so we released our salaries back to our nonprofit. And so that's it's pretty pretty powerful. So we're experiencing what it is really what it is to be marketplace ministers as well. Um, so you know we but we uh, what we really want to challenge everybody to uh, to do, especially now this this time of year. Um, one thing we do what we call caretagers Christmas, where we're getting the needs of people. Uh, and we qualify those needs, make sure there's no duplication, but we find the needs. And then, and again, we do this by faith. Just as we started CareFest by faith, we didn't have the resources sitting around. I just told Mayor Greco, you give us those who are in violation of city code, and we're going to mobilize people to go do this. Having no idea, it wasn't in the budget and everything, but I knew it was right. And so we're just going to do it. We're going to figure it out along the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what we did. And the caretakers of Christmas the same way. But, but the caveat is with this is when we, we're getting then the, 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 the gifts by faith, we're going out and asking people to help us to get the gifts and get the food basket and so forth. And then we let the local church take and deliver that food basket and those gifts to that family with the one caveat. The difference is being this, is that the requirement is that you have somebody on that team that's delivering it to share the greatest gift that you're going to share, Jesus Christ. Because, we, you know, there's a lot of good benevolence and social services and things that are going on during this time of year. But but that's that's the one thing, as I mentioned, the need is for us, I believe, is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this is something that we do, again, by faith. Um, every year we do it, and we just believe that somehow God's going to touch the hearts of, really, for the most part, it's the business community who comes alongside and gives us the ability to, to bless and facilitate reaching and touching lives um, to uh, and, and doing that through the local church. 
and, and you must have incredible stories of people just coming to faith through these opportunities for outreach that people just serving their their neighbors their friends and and those that just uh, are without hope at uh, particularly at christmas right oh yeah yeah well i guess one for instance is my my own brother uh you know he he came to christ at a raise the roof event and he's uh he's a logistic manager for target over 20 stores so from all walks of life you know people who are you know, uh, obviously the the word says that there, you know we are poor in spirit, and when he he uh, he's obviously not in that impoverished state physically, but he was one that was there spiritually speaking, and uh, again, uh, just the, the various ways that w- that we communicate the gospel, whether through our uh, deeds of kindness or or actually as we share our faith, uh, people are there in need, uh, and they need to hear the the good news that we have. And sometimes it's again we've talked about on this broad on on this broadcast with Jim and Martha in in the past that it, this is about the Holy Spirit. You, you're unifying people, organizations, and businesses to attack this spiritual battle that we have in our community, and and you're just relying on the Holy Spirit to to really be there in the presence of those people when they're knocking on doors, presenting a basket or, or raking leaves or whatever it is, painting a house. I mean, that's, that's the essence of, of who you are. And, uh, you, you know, what a powerful mission, unifying, empowering God's people as a caring community to transform Tampa Bay. You're doing uh, incredible work, uh, Daniel. And, and we're going to come back, and I, I'd really like to, to know what's the, the, the greatest spiritual battle that you have going on um, a, as you do this great work, because the, the evil one does not want you to succeed, right? And so you've got a target on your back um, as you do this, uh, this incredible ministry. Um, I'm filling in for Jim Brangenberg, and while I don't speak as, uh, as quickly as Jim, or when he's on Mountain Dew in quicker form. Um, We do have the same heart for serving the Lord, and uh, what a delight it's been to uh, be talking and sharing with you here in Tampa Bay and around the world. And we have been talking to Dr. Daniel Bernard, president and founder of Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, about his ministry, (laughs) uniquely named Somebody Cares Tampa Bay. So let's get back uh, into it. When you had this calling, you were obedient to it two decades ago. Daniel, that's hard to believe. Um, so you've, uh, you've shared some of the things that you have uh, uh, accomplished as steward of this ministry. What's next? What, 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 do, you, what do you folks have in, in, in mind? What is, what is uh, God given you as a strategy here for the, the next year or two? Well, you know, of course, the most immediate thing is that we're sowing, uh, reaching out into the caretagers Christmas, and people can get involved in that. They can deliver. They can give. A um, hundred bucks basically takes care of a family of about with three children, and um, we make it go a good ways. Every every year, by the way, we start out with forty days of prayer, and WTBN joins us as we do. We say the same prayers over the forty day period, and it's called Seek God for the City. And so that's another way that we unite the body of Christ, and we. Um, you know, pray for a different segment of, of uh, people group within the 
within the city, within our community here on a daily basis, and of course with Scripture and so forth. And so if people would like to participate in that, again, that's the power of just you, you know, the, the unity, going across these airways and the blessing of WTBN, and but praying collectively together uh, over over the Tampa Bay area is is a part of we believe seeding in that that transformation of our of our of our community. Um, we are looking, you know, just continue to do the same things that we've been doing and just uh, doing them, uh, uh, you know, better and and, and 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 expanding it. But with the but with the emphasis that. Uh, we really want to challenge people as we do the good deeds, as we're serving people, that that with the emphasis of let's share the, the good news of Jesus Christ with them. And if they want to contact you, I know that we've given the uh, the website several times, and that is sctb.org is the website, but they can call you on yep. what number? 727-536-2273. So just remember 727-536-CARE. Well, hey, I thank you for being here, Daniel, and I want to thank uh, all of you for uh, listening today at the I Work For Him uh, broadcast. Um, And I want to thank the sponsors. I want to thank mostins.com and Bel Air Wealth Management Fund online at belairwealthmanagement.com. Red Rock Leadership. Check them out at redrockleadership.com. And uh, I just want to thank you, Ace, for uh, making me look somewhat uh, competent here. And uh, we look forward to you folks uh, joining us again tomorrow at 3 p.m.